Hello and welcome to the INF Club podcast. If you're an INFJ or an INFP personality type, this podcast will help you feel better understood, learn more about yourself, and hopefully find some clarity and inspiration as you go on your own personal journey. I'm your host, Jazz Hoti, and on the podcast, I'll be sharing interviews with INFJs, INFPs, and special guests, as well as my own personal stories and perspectives. With that being said, thanks so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, and welcome to episode three of the INF Club podcast. This week, I've got another members interview for you. So I am... On this podcast, I'll be interviewing both members of the INF Club community and also special guests. Um, This time, I've got another members interview for you. It's with Gennaro LaRucci, who is an INFJ currently residing in Villeneuve in Switzerland, but originally from Italy. And in this conversation, we talk about Myers-Briggs and labels, moving to the other side of the world, performing on stage, going back to study later on in life, and a whole lot more. So as usual, these conversations kind of take twists and turns. You never quite know where they're going to go. And uh, yeah, I really hope you enjoy today's conversation with Gennaro LaRucci. And great, we're recording. So today I'm with Gennaro uh, LaRucci, um, who currently resides in uh, Villeneuve, in uh, France, but he's originally from Italy. And uh, Gennaro, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Please, uh, just a quick correction, if I may. Villeneuve is in Switzerland. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes. I was so proud of myself. And y- yeah, um, I actually, go- I, I should have asked because I, I assumed, which one should know never to assume, I Googled Villeneuve. Yeah, and, um, and there is one in France. Ah, but you're in Switzerland. And we actually have two in uh, in Switzerland uh, either. There is one in Canton Fribourg, which is a little less um, uh, known, if I may say, and here in uh, Canton Vaux. From from your pronunciation and uh, knowing that you're Italian, I, I'd imagine are, are you tri- are you trilingual? Uh, yeah, roughly. Yeah, somehow. somehow I was born yeah. in, uh, in Geneva, so. Uh, I do, you know, have French and Italian, uh, like as a, as a child, and I, and I learned English la- later on. Fantastic, um, because as as you might well have encountered, we can be quite lazy, um, us English folks, um, because uh, I think mostly because uh, lots of lots of people speak English. Um, however, I did um, at school. I did um, first French, which I've forgotten, but then I changed to German. Um, so I can get by in German and I also can kind of understand um, my, uh, I guess, my, 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 my family's language or Punjabi. Um, but yeah, I don't probably not. I'm, I'm not fluent in any of those. I just kind of can, can get by and understand them. But um, it so- sounds to me that you're, you're, you're pretty fluent in all three. I, I am. Yeah. And I wouldn't say lazy, but, but to me, it's more lucky, you know, because you get the chance to go wherever you, you want and normally find someone straight ahead uh, who can, you know, uh, express himself also in English. So I would say lucky. And I always had a, a special bond. I don't know really why, but even as a, as a kid growing up uh, as, a, as a teenager and after, uh, to learn and really being able to express myself as fluent as uh, in Italian and French. So, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Um, and we, so we were just just before I started recording, we we were um, we kind of got on to you being an INFJ, and it sounded like you've you've done the test fairly recently. Is that right? Yeah, it was last summer. Yeah, just j- summer twenty nineteen. Um, yeah. And how how did you how did you come across it? I was actually going through videos on uh, YouTube uh-huh. and uh, it was like uh, it, one of them caught my attention, uh, the, the actual wording, INFJ, I wanted to know what, what, what were, you know, those uh, letters meaning and, you know, I pressed play and he actually, <laughs> you know, the, the, I got really uh, touched and um, drawn to what the actual video w- was saying. 
So I stumbled across the MBTI, yeah, MBTI test. Yeah. And I did uh, quite a few times. I did it again like a couple of days ago just to ensure again and again. And the, the, the result is, is about the same, INFJ hyphen T. And I think we have a bunch of other letters, hyphen T and something maybe even extra. I don't remember now. Yeah, that's right. So um, if you go on... Um it's the the 16personalities.com one um, yeah. which uh, i mean there's a, there's a number of uh, places where you can do the test and you even get like registered practitioners with whom you can um, sit down with and uh, really know their stuff and, and and really kind of distinctly identify you but you're right there's a there's a hyphen and then you're either a or t and a is assertive and t stands for turbulent um, i think i was a t when i did it um, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure um, the meaning of those, those two words, uh, uh, I guess aside from uh, the connotations from assertive and turbulent. I was like, uh, I think I got turbulent and I was like, yeah, that, that, that sounds like me. <laughs> but it's pretty new to me. Yeah, it is indeed. And it was a bit, um, yeah, but interesting, but even a bit almost shocking somehow because they're like oh well okay and then you start to read and realize that those people apparently and you know and i've read it and uh, actually mentioned it on the interview i'm not that much into boxing people into categories because i yeah i believe us humans are always more than just words uh, and if i may if i may say so i was like okay this is gives me an extra uh, idea of who i am inside or who i feel um, I am or which uh, sort of group I belong to um, and it gives uh, some sort of uh, acknowledgement and understanding even more or a deeper uh, acknowledgement and understanding of what how and what I feel sometimes but apart from that it is not for, for, for me it's not a big deal yeah and, and I'm actually really really glad that you you mentioned that and again you were, you were you were really honest you said you saw this INF club and you were kind of curious and, and, and seeing what it was like and um, this might sound a bit bizarre to say because I you know I, I was the one that started this kind of blog community um, but for a while I was and, and even now I'm quite cautious as to um, uh, falling into the trap of completely saying oh i am an infp therefore i am like this 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 and this and i think more than that um reminding myself that we are really complex but also that we are capable of changing um because i think it can be all too easy to 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 define ourselves in in any box whether it's introvert extrovert myers-briggs lots of other personality tests um, but 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 I'll be honest. I I think for me with Myers Briggs and and a lot of other INFPs and Js, and I try and kind of um, this isn't scientific. It's just what I've noticed. It, we seem to resonate so strongly with um, our types because um, it's something to do with this combination of being an introvert and also being highly sensitive. So I, I don't know if you've come across. Uh, if you've, if you've come across that term and, and done that done that test, I think you I think you said in your interview that you you do identify as being a highly sensitive person. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And um, again, completely unscientific, but uh, I'm in one of these Facebook groups, highly sensitive refuge, I think it might be, or, or one of the other ones. And I was just curious, and I asked people what their MBTI was, um, and I was amazed. I think I shared a post about this. Um, about 80%, so four in five, were either INFP or INFJ. Um, so yeah, it feels like a lot of us, as well as being introverts, are also highly sensitive. And I think with that combination um, comes a lot of uh, kind of shared experiences uh, that we have. Yeah, we do certainly feel at times things the same way somehow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. And um, I, I guess I, uh, um, I, I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about your, uh, your, your, your travel, because I know you were, you're originally Italian, you were, you were born and raised in 
in Geneva and now yeah. you're back in Switzerland somewhere else. Um, did you move, did, did you move as an adult or, or, or was it um, as a child, uh, a teenager? Um, no more after my, my teenage years because I was, again, as you said, born and raised in Geneva, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've always had that after, you know, arriving at, uh, at the age of uh, maybe 12 or, or something like that, I would, you know, come back home from school with uh, some leaflets with um, uh, the ads of going abroad to learn English. And my mom, you know, as a strict and Italian mother, not strict, but, you know, she's, uh, she's got that Italian vibe. Uh, she was born in Italy and uh, arrived in, in uh, Switzerland right after. So my, my background, my culture is quite, is quite Italian. And uh, me or seeing her son going away is, is, is a bit rough, you know, for, it was a bit rough for her. And I was too young anyway at that time. So she said, mm -hmm. uh, no. And, uh, and she said, once you'll get the, the money, you, you'll go. So after the compulsory school, I moved into a high commercial school. And by the age of around 20, 20 something, I could afford myself to pay my trip to go to Australia. So that's where I actually practiced a lot of English there down there. I was in Sydney. Oh, uh, okay. In 2001 for about 11 months. Right. Did you, um, again, I, I know the Australian accent. Um, I don't know what it's like in Sydney, but it can be quite strong. So did you have trouble um, at first or, or was it quite straightforward to, to pick it up? Was, it was saying? okay. You know, you, um, at my, my year, but with regards to languages, I've always had, uh, it, was, it was always sort of easy because I've learned, you were talking about German, I've learned German at school because obviously here in Switzerland, you know, we have the German part, the Italian part, the, the French part. Mm -hmm. And um, as uh, uh, I grew up in the French part, I had to learn the, the, the German at school. It was quite for, and I did learn German for up to 12 years, I, I believe, if I'm counting them correctly. But after uh, moving into my professional career, uh, I, I didn't use it anymore, but I was, I was quite good at it. So um, it wasn't that hard to, to pick the, the Australian accent. It, it, it was fine. Yeah. I, I think I, um, I, I studied, studied German. I did it, I did it to quite a, quite a good level at high school. I did it to a level, but um, I remember then going to Germany and, and getting by, but the difference between uh, the classroom study and, and, and the, the actual country is um, people don't, it's not spoken very slowly, like on the cassettes, all of a sudden oh. uh, people are speaking conversationally. And uh, yeah, that I, that I think that's, that's really, they say that's really where you learn a language, isn't it? When you're, when you're actually in the place and um, you, you, you immerse yourself in it. Completely. But what the struggle wasn't the language, the str struggle, yeah, struggle for the first three weeks. Mm -hmm. It was, it was quite rough because I decided to go really far away to ensure I wouldn't, you know, have the temptation to come back. Neither my parents would, you know, get the idea to come and visit. I needed really to, to cut the rip off or the, the bandage off for a while. I needed to be away and to start things on my own. So for the first three weeks, it was, it was a little, a little rough, uh, but after uh, you know, I cried and I felt homesick in my hometown. So that was even harder. Yeah. What? Um, how old were you when you when you did this? When you went off to to Sydney? Two thousand and uh, two thousand and one. It was twenty years ago. I am about to turn forty-two. So I was, you know, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah. I wasn't Sounds a kid, but I wasn't that. No, or, or no, much but either. But still, that that's quite a you know if you're if you're used to being um, around around family and in a place for for your life, um, I think yeah no it it's it's still not easy to to up sticks and and move and change your environment so profoundly and uh, I think for anyone that's difficult but especially for um, for a highly sensitive person that that comes with its own challenges. Yeah, but once you're there, you know, the, the, the amount of things that have to be discovered, like the sceneries and uh, obviously going to, to school with the, the people, the, the multicultural aspect of, uh, of Sydney, it was like 
because as um, I may have not written down in, in, in the article because it wasn't you know that much of an interesting thing to say if, if uh -huh. I may but as an Italian or originally born uh, in Switzerland but from uh, Italian origin at, at a young age I wasn't feeling I would uh, you know where where do I belong I was born in Switzerland, but I'm not Swiss because, you know, my parents had to ask for us to get a passport. Right. They had like a, a valid permit for sure. But for us, they had to, to pay for, for my sister and myself to get the, the passport. And in Italy, as you do not live there, when we would go on vacation to meet with the family, I didn't felt that much of a connection with the, with the, with the land. So going into a country that I would choose, I would pick, I felt home. For the, yeah, almost the first time of, uh, of not of my life, but I felt home. It really felt deep and home. And there, the you know, as everything is uh, much wider than here, because Switzerland is a is a small country. Uh, yeah. Cities are quite small. You know, it's not Paris or London or Milan, obviously Sydney. And as I'm pretty much of a global person, I like you know wide things uh, and big. You know where where you have space because uh -huh. I actually hate being surrounded too much by people. When I when, when this typically being apparently a, an introvert thing, so there everything is so huge all the time that that freedom sensation is just overwhelming. So it felt really home. Yeah, I am. Um, I know what you're saying. I I. I thought a little bit about this myself I love um, and I've, I've been fortunate to visit lots of places I love nature and big open wide spaces from the sea through to you know whether it's land um, but yeah big wide open spaces I think though when it comes to um, and like I say I've traveled and so I've not I've not lived anywhere else as such the most I've done somewhere else is a month I quite like um, I don't like to be surrounded overly by people but i think i prefer small towns just because it's got more of a kind of introvert you can get familiar you can get to know your surroundings um and i don't know it just feels more conducive to um maybe settling in um and and being less daunting i'm not sure that's true it's definitely true because uh here i would call it having um uh like a suburban life you know your bakery people you know your grocery people and you create a bond and uh, this is quite you know it gets a cozy intimate thing because as a yeah as an introvert myself I do enjoy being at home so whenever I have everything handy especially those type of things not necessarily a huge supermarket it's quite it's quite yeah enjoyable but my preferences would go to you know, uh, I especially love that city. I love Vienna. I don't know if you've ever been to Austria. I have. Vienna, yeah, I've been, I've been to Vienna. Vienna's beautiful. I do. I like, I like it a lot. Yeah. You know, everything is also quite big and magnificent. And the art history is just insane. So this is what I really enjoy if I really have to talk about a city uh, or a place uh, in a position to hear Switzerland, but it's uh, definitely a nice place to live. Anyway. Yeah, Vienna's beautiful. In, in, in Switzerland, the, the only place we went to was um, one Christmas we went to uh, Grindelwald, yeah. um, which was beautiful. And so we did some of the surrounding area there. But yeah, no, Vienna's gorgeous. I also really liked um, coming to think of, you know, small cities. Um, I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly, but Ljubljana in uh, Slovenia. Oh, okay. Slovenia is a beautiful country. Yeah. So the, the capital is nice, is beautiful and, and small and a nice size. Um, it's got a river running through it. And then just a short drive or train journey outside, you've got the lakes in Slovenia. Um, yeah. Beautiful, small country with a kind of a small city and then uh, nature as well. Um, I really liked, liked it there. Um, Moving on a little bit, um, one one thing that also struck me about yourself, Gennaro, is that um, it feels like, uh, and you mentioned it a couple of times, um, art and being an artist, um, and and you 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 danced, you did singing, you were a model, photography, poetry. Um, 
and and it feels like this was there from from when you were young as well. Is that is that is that correct? It, it, it was. Yeah, yeah, I started dancing. I believe I was seven. Wow. And 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 was that something? Because again, I know at that age, sometimes it can be because you know parents uh, want you to try new things. But dancing was something you you really enjoyed. You remember enjoying from from that age? Yeah, definitely. Because once I realized that people who were on stage were the ones who would get the applause. I was like, okay, I'll huh. be there once. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, you you realize being on stage and you would. Get, get some sort of attention yeah recognition and that's again like a massive paradox because growing mm -hmm. up and getting older and older i really don't like that at all anymore you know leave me backstage i'm fine i'll make sure everything is ready but you know backstage not on stage anymore that's interesting when do you feel that that started changing when you started thinking you know what this attention thing maybe not so much leave, leave me off the stage um, roughly, you know, arriving to turning 30 and moving, moving on, you know, because the way you perceive life at 20 and 30 and 40 is utterly and completely different. Yeah. Your perspective in life, your objective, your goals, uh, the people you want to meet, what you want to do in life changes. And for me, that's normal. That's just the human condition. To me, as a human, we have to grow. We have to rise or you call it whatever you want to call it. So... It started to change, but on stage, when dancing or performing and stuff, it, you do it for a purpose and use some sort of a role, so that's okay. Um, and it was fine at that time, and I did enjoy you know, the, the, the rush of adrenaline just before hitting the stage, always as a, an amateur, never as a, as a professional. But right now, if I don't have to go to a gathering or to... A, a party, I, I, I would just stay home. Yeah. And, 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 you'll be, and you'll be quite happy doing that. Yeah. And, you know, even, even now, if I have to, to when, for example, at um, my last semester at the uni, I had to do a group presentation and we had, to we had the possibility to choose to do either the presentation or a test, something uh, written. Mm -hmm. And uh, I explained to the teacher that I wasn't that comfortable with talking in front of, you know, they're, they're not that many, like uh, 20 students. And he encouraged me. And he had, uh, uh, it, it, was, it was great. He, he did the right thing to encourage me. But for me, if I really have to choose all the time, I will stick to my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and, and it's, that kind of brings me quite nicely onto the, this other point, actually, because again, we talk about paradoxes and you mentioned the comfort zone um, to which I also really enjoy. Um, but you, you describe yourself as being a curious person who needs to break with routine. So on, on the one hand, we've got breaking with the routine and getting bored easily. But then on yeah. the other hand, we've got the, we've got the comfort zone. Um, but again, I can really relate. I, I love to explore. Um, but actually I also, have found in my life that I, 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 I quite like familiar, I think just familiarity. Um, I, 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 um, I'll give an example. I've, I've come across people who, um, do traveling in a way that they, they move around a lot and very quickly. I've, I've never been one of those people cause I, I prefer to, um, just take a place in a little bit more slowly and I'd much rather, you know, stay somewhere for a month, three months before moving on rather than, you know, jumping around every, every couple of weeks. I, I, I quite get that, but um, to me, yet again, being curious, it's always about growing and learning. And uh, as, a, as a person, as a human being, if you, for me, if you stop growing somehow, you, yeah. it's like an inner death, uh, if, I may, if I may say. So, mm -hmm. There's part of me, and I am starting to settle, uh, if I may, because I've reached 40, I'm about to turn 42. And with the, the studies I've, I've just started, this really gives me a sensation that, okay, I may have found probably that one thing that turns me on, if I may use the, the word. And uh, that, with that, I may, I, pro I will probably continue for quite a long time because with regards to my career, 
um, I really, you know, struggled at the very beginning because they would pick me as being unstable because I moved from working into an expert company. Then I went into the financial industry. Then I moved into banking, which is roughly the same, but not the same because the bank is not a financial uh, company or an investment manager somehow. Then I quit everything to move into studies and art studies, actually. I left the art studying and went on with all the things. So, um, and all of this to me is uh, how I feel rich, uh, if I may use that word. So, in a way, I do feel that settling mode uh, arriving or rising inside of me because yet again, uh, goals uh, having reached a certain age, you, I feel um, I'm starting, let's say, to mature. And it feels great. I do feel a lot more grounded. Um, and uh, even in my introvert side, I feel a, a lot more quiet with me being introvert because uh, before, um, being with myself, being, living alone for 18 years, all by myself for 18 years, and uh, it wasn't that cool to be with myself at the beginning. Uh, I had, you know, um, I had to learn how to deal with myself. And now it's not, um, I haven't finished because to me it's a never ending somehow process story, but um, I feel a lot, a lot better, a lot more grounded. Yeah, I, I can really relate to, um, I, I turned 30 last year. Um, but I've moved around a lot and, and tried all sorts of different things. Um, and, and, and it feels like, well, you, you say you feel more grounded and, and settled now. Do you feel, do you feel, do you feel that um, the different things that you did um, in all those different things moving around that you've described financial services to art, uh, to the bank, um, do you feel that that was, a ne that was a necessary part of your growth at the time, Definitely. moving around like that? I wouldn't change anything because uh, for me, how can you possibly know if you enjoy something if you don't touch it, mm. if you don't try it, if it just remains an idea, an intellectual idea? You need to feel it in your bones in order to, to know if you're really into it. So... I knew that you know finance and banking wasn't really my thing because I wanted to move closer and closer to people because I really enjoy uh, humanity, if I, if I may say. So yeah. it, it did help because uh, how can I possibly know really who I aspire to become if I don't get to know that person that I don't not that much enjoy? Yeah, completely. And and. When you were making these choices, um, how 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 did you have a sense of when it was time to to move on? Was it was it a feeling? Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, we. I mean, I I being high sensitive, I'm also quite intuitive. Mm -hmm. I do know, bang on, when it's time to move on, when it is approaching, when the end is arriving. You probably, I mean. Probably I don't know, but you have if you ever been here through an inner death, uh, which is quite a, a sensation to go through. You know, I, I remember having heard that sentence once in a in a theory. There's uh, no harder death than what's dying inside when you're still alive. Mm -hmm. So that part of you that you know, it's like quitting yourself to move into the next phase of your of your path. So I did you, yeah. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, no. This, this, what you're saying right now is is, is really uh, speaking to me because I, as as also someone who's moved around quite a bit, and you describe the the intuition, and I completely agree. It was um, a feeling which. Um, in trying to explain it to others around me was really difficult because they wanted a kind of logical, rational explanation as to why I was um, being reckless in their eyes. Um, but for me, it was just that. It was that feeling. It was that um, wanting to grow and uh, um, 
not feel comfortable and, and not be routine and mundane and that I was no longer learning anything new. Um, yeah. And, but, but it's, you, you, you sound like it's changing a little bit now because you said you're feeling a little bit more grounded. Um, and I know you said that you, you've just gone back to, um, to study. Um, I, I'd love to, to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, I've, uh, actually, when approaching um, OT, right before, like, arriving, uh, right after 38, I really started, um, or felt uh, from the inside, some sort of middle-age crisis, and it got me pretty excited somehow, and I remember people were looking at me like, what? Excited? Why? Mm. And uh, um, I was uh, also... Um, uh, somehow in brackets um, amused uh, with my uh, sister or my cousins because you know I was like you know when you arrive when you reach 40 you divorce normally in brackets huh, obviously and I felt like this I was like okay I have a sensation that a huge chunk of my life is about to to end and I will move into something completely different but I've just no idea what how when and with who for example mm -hmm. I don't know I just let it be and it was quite rough because whenever you entering that um, some sort of inner uh, inner um, yeah uh, in English now in um, hurricane somehow yeah yeah where all your life vision is uh, you know arriving at the age of thirty uh, I wanted to be in the luxury business which is the fact now. And I've been in the luxury business for quite some time now. Yeah. And it has ever since uh, completely changed for the past four years. It's completely different because yet again, I have a certain idea of what the luxury business would be. And in reality, it's different. So things are, are shifting over. So I did feel something was, was going on from the, from the inside. And at the age of uh, arriving uh, 40, it was even deeper and deeper and uh, with no uh, coincidence uh, I did uh, uh, a week um, of immersion into a, a monastery and uh, it just opened my eyes uh, really in a, in a massive and beautiful way uh, because um, to me wanting to go into the luxury uh, I had hoped to find uh, like soul, beauty, uh, people with um, a certain uh, uh, elegance uh, and uh, with um, who would really stand on both their feet and be proud to be uh, a human and that got you know really um, presented with, with, it may sound silly, but with monks, they were so bright, so beautiful, so convinced of who they are, that I was like, okay, I may have found what I was looking for. I'm not saying I will turn into a monk soon, I mm -hmm. probably won't, uh, but, you know, moving forward, the first day with them, five days, it took me almost a week to reach the ground again because I was quite flying high, flying uh, in a good, in a good, in a good way, very, very good way. But it was also rough because all of a sudden you're like, okay, so what now? So what's next? Mm -hmm. Because it's so completely and utterly different. Yet again, a paradox from where you are and what all of a sudden you apparently maybe aspire to go. Huh? Okay. And life, you know, presented itself and uh, I continued and I enrolled myself into the uni uh, last February and to uh, theology uh, studies, which, you know, got me even more, uh, not surprised, but almost, um, uh, yeah, um, it's like a... Um, all of a sudden, you, you not you realize, but um, I remember very, very, very clearly that all of a sudden, all my 
existential question were answered. So it was even worse than being surrounded by monks because you're like, okay, so this is all I ever wanted to hear. So yep. again, how will I put that into, um, into my life, into a day-to-day -day practice? And you know, um, continuing growing and I may, I have found a lot more answers in how will I uh, materialize uh, everything. So I hope this answers your question. Sorry if I'm being too long. No, not at all. I was, um, I, I was captivated. I was, I was, yeah, I was really uh, enjoying hearing you, hearing you talk about that. Um, it, it, it sounds like um, you're going through something quite profound at the moment. I am definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any sense of what um, what what started that? Because I know I know you um you so you're studying theology um so so were you were you brought up in a in a in a, in a religious environment at all or, or is this something that just comes I, I did my parents always you know uh, taught me a few things about about religion or God and, and Jesus and, and and things like this, but in in their own. Uh, way which is not wrong at all it's just their way and as as a kid my mom would drive crazy because as a as a boy uh you know she wasn't used to um her cousin because you know they're, they're from a, another generation but myself as a boy i always wanted to do things by myself i needed to learn how to uh how to do things even at home and um then you know, teaching me things is a thing, but me going through my personal questioning is another because um, we all have our own way of understanding. And um, uh, I got drawn to, to theology because I just needed more purpose, more sense. My life needed more purpose. If, for, for me now, if I do, um, if I uh, if I do not give my life away, what's the purpose of being alive somehow? If I do not give my life to a cause or or to to maybe someone one day, which I hope, um, there, there's no sense in living if you do not share uh, yourself. Uh, so uh, arriving at the age of forty, I really needed to dig deeper uh, in myself to go even further uh, with uh, the, the wish to go closer to people. But okay, but how? And the rest is already almost history. Yeah. It, it feels like um, a lot of this has been, I guess, your own exploration and study. Um, the actual theological study itself at university has, has the course, um, lived up to what you were hoping to get from it even more yeah you know i had no concrete idea of what i would go through even you know it felt the same as this is a sensation that i really really love whenever you you arrive somewhere you know to me it, all my senses i are littered up you know i'm like okay this is completely new i love that so I was widely open and it, it goes even beyond and higher than my expectation yet again, when all of a sudden in a single semester, only a couple of months, all your existential questions are answered. You're like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Did you say in a month? In, yeah, I mean, a semester here in Switzerland yeah. last uh, the first semester that I went through, it started in February, February the 18th, I believe, if I recall it well, uh -huh. and it ended in late May. So I'll let you count. It's like four months or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, so and I just I, 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 the, you, the questions you had, and, and are these ones that you had for a while, or that had kind of been growing as you'd got older? Oh, as a, as a, as a, not, not necessarily as a kid, but these are questions of where am I going, who I am and why and stuff like this. All those, you know, human 
questions that I had, and I did roll that on the on the uh, on the questionnaire that you sent me. Yeah, and, um, it was just so it was, and I, I am super glad that it, now it's a little frustrating. But back at that time, the first day, or actually, I'm going only one day a week at school because I cannot. Uh, afford to go uh, more. I mean, I would love to go more, but then I would have to work 60%. And for now, it's still not um, affordable. That's why I'm moving again. And I'm going back closer to, to Geneva to decrease again my rent to hopefully move into going to uni twice a week uh, to you know move faster with the bachelor. Because here in Switzerland, the bachelor, if you're going full time, is three years. So imagine going one day a week it may take me 10 years so it i mean it, 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 i would if i had to but it's uh, it's a bit of a pity to to wait those uh, those uh, 10 years yeah. well, and also especially because it feels like you're kind of getting so much from it and, and it, it feels to me that uh this isn't just doing a bachelor's for the sake of the um uh, you know what, what you uh, the uh, the grade or the the letters you get at the end of it. It really feels like you're you're kind of embarking on a journey uh, yourself by by doing this study. Oh, definitely. That's what I said because I I never went to the college here. And normally in Switzerland here at school, if you do not go uh, to college, you normally do not continue with the uni because you need a specific paper to go to to the uni. I did a high commercial school. And straight after, I started working. And here, uh, Fribourg, where I go to the uni, it, it is uh, it was because I um, um, took information from Lausanne, from Geneva, uh, with the, uni, the, the theology faculty. How can I enroll myself if I want, even going at night and, and uh, things like this? And Fribourg was the only one who would uh, allow me to be a, a, a completely uh, with equal rights at all the students and uh, go as uh, also being an employee because I work 80% mm -hmm. and go to the uni once, uh, once a week so I can I can do my own my own path my own way my own rhythm but now it's a little frustrating because uh, I wouldn't go full-time that's for sure because I need to pay for my things and I need to remain a, a bit independent but if I could go there twice a week that that'd be great but at the beginning it was so, so, so much to take on that I was just glad to go there once a week because, you know, the shock was, was just so, again, overwhelming that it, it had to, you know, whenever you are a, a, a newborn, a newborn needs to be taken care of very lightly, very gently. Uh, it felt the same. So once a week, was a perfect rhythm just to take in the information and realize what I was hearing and the impact inside. Yeah, so. that, that, that sounds sensible. Um, it, I think any transition you're making, um, uh, I think just, just going, going back to study, it, it's quite a, um, it can be quite a change and you, you can actually forget when, when you're out of practice, just how, of, of study, I mean, just how, um, how demanding and how different it can be. So no, it feels like you've eased yourself into it nicely. And now that you've, um, you've found your pace and your rhythm, um, you're wanting to do a, a, a couple of days instead of the one. So yeah, no, it, it feels like um, you're exactly where you need to be right now from the sounds of things. I am. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Um, Gosh, so the time the time's flown by um, as yeah. I knew it, as I knew it would. Um, th there's just a couple more things I, I wanted to ask you, if that's okay. Sure. Um, what um, I, I'm just really curious, um, you know, now to hear everything that you everything that you've done, um, and, and obviously what you're now currently doing. Do you have any sense of of what lies ahead? Um, I guess beyond theology you know over the coming over the coming couple of years what what, what that's going to look like for you what you're going to be up to professionally professionally um personally in, in life um yeah you, you can you can answer that in in whatever way feels appropriate i can't wait to reach 50 honestly i can't because i'm not scared of uh, of growing old because the more i go the more i feel 
connected, the more I feel grounded, the more I feel passionate about my life. Uh, because I always had dreams and I actually allow myself to manifest them somehow, to create them, to, you know, I wanted to do short movies, I did, I wanted to sing, I, sit, I sang, I danced and stuff like this. And whenever, you know, I, I, got, I got told I wasn't good enough many, many times and I, I never would, I mean, I would, it would touch, but I wouldn't really listen because I always knew that if others did, why couldn't I somehow? So if I have to uh, specifically uh, uh, talk about theology, my, my goal um, is, or would be, or is right now, and I actually have a meeting next uh, Wednesday, palliative care. Um, uh, it, it, it does sound familiar to you in English. Can you say that again? I, I missed it. Palliative care, you know, helping people to just live and go. And yes, I, I, um, palliative, palliative care, is that? Yeah, my pronunciation, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, not at all. Your, your, your English is amazing and it is um, infinitely times better than my Italian, I assure you. <laughs> uh, oh, awesome. Oh, that sounds, um, so are you doing that already or is that something that you're, you're wanting to, to do more? No, but that's something that I want to probably move into. But yet again, uh, for the time being, I never experienced it. So I have a, a certain idea. Uh -huh. And uh, because here we have programs and, and, and stuff, obviously probably you do have also in, in, in the UK. So there are two sorts of patients in issue palliative care. Obviously, the person who is currently going through something that is quite significant is about to go, and the family, the surroundings. Yes. And those people need specific, in brackets, care or specific attention. And um, I have a meeting next Wednesday with, um, there is a, a place here uh, in Blenet, a very small house, 10 beds, and it's an, a hospital uh, specialized into palliative care. And the actual medical director um, had a conference at the uni, which I couldn't attend. So out of the, in brackets blue, I sent her an email asking her for an interview, not an interview, but for a moment of a time, like an hour, because I am interested in moving into that direction and she said yeah and i'll also actually meet the it's it's not a priest but some sort of a priest because they have a priest there they have nurses uh people who work for free in order for the families that are there um who have patients uh using the facilities and uh and there is also a priest so I'm, i have a, a meeting with them wednesday in order to get to know them get to know the place and what's, what do they, uh, uh, let's, in, I'm not right, that, that doesn't sound right, but what do they wait from people like us in wanting to move into um, helping people to, to go? What do they expect? Yes. Uh, you're, you're, more just, you're just trying to find out more about it. You're, you're exploring yeah. this. Sounds really exciting, um, Gennaro. And um, I, I loved that you said you're, really relishing turning 50 because I, I'll be honest I don't hear too many people say that uh, and say that with such enthusiasm but I can I can tell that it's meant uh, from you and um, oh yeah that's it, it, it's lovely I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're um, you're embracing it um, I tell myself that the years only get better and better um, and I uh right now i'm i'm kind of in the best place i've ever been and so i'm yeah in a similar sort of way i'm i'm kind of looking forward to turning 40 as well uh so you've encouraged me to say that um i, I really wanted to thank you Gennaro, for um for taking part in this it's been a, a really uh, a really nourishing conversation um i, I want to i wanted to ask um uh, for anyone listening to this uh, who wants to who wants to connect with you? The best places are, are Twitter and LinkedIn, are they? Yeah, they are definitely. Yeah, um, and I know. Um, yeah, um, we'll we'll provide we'll put both of those details with this interview, and I know you're going to be uh, 
uh, on the INF wall as well, which is uh, kind of the place where anyone who takes part in an interview who wants to, I'm kind of giving them a little, uh, a little uh, area, if you like, for, for folks to connect with them and, and for, for folks. Yeah, on like the even the email address, you know, you have my email address anyway. Yeah, um, I, I've I've got that. Um, are you are you happy for people to email you? Sure. Yeah. Um, and would you like to? I can see it in front of me, but would you like to say that uh, on the podcast just so so folks can hear it? Please go ahead. Send an email. Yeah. Whatever you, you want. Uh, great. Yeah, and and it's uh, so, so the the email itself is um, uh, glarucci at bluewind.ch. Is that right? It is, yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's really kind of you. So, uh, yeah, if anyone listening to this um, wants to reach out to Gennaro, he's on Twitter. Um, and I'll put those details uh, uh, along with the email address uh, on the website. Uh, thank you once again, Gennaro. This, this, has been, this has been awesome. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me and asking me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Before I let you go, I wanted to invite you to INF Club, an online home for INFJs and INFPs, and it's the resource that I wish I'd had a few years ago. INF Club is a place where you can find resources in the form of written, audio, and video content to help you go even deeper on your journey of self-discovery and personal growth, and in the company of others who are just like you. You can sign up for free as a subscriber or you can join as a supporter where you'll receive additional benefits including access to even more content and to a community of INFJs and INFPs all around the world. So wherever you are, just head over to www.infclub.net and you'll be able to dive right in. With that being said, thanks so much for listening today and I'll see you next time.